Welcome to Parasol Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 288. 89. Is it 89? No, 89. no. 289. 289. In the bag. <laughs> no, because last one was 287. Last one was 288. Okay, well, we'll sort it all out by the time the episode Let drops. us know in the comments <laughs> below. Which it's been a while right. since we've had one of these. It literally has been like over 100 episodes. That's right. So anyways, but it's a themed episode. And in this theme episode, we decided to reach out to the reseller community. All of you that follow us on Instagram, you're also on Discord with us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and we basically asked a question, you know, if you had an eBay wish list, what would you want eBay to do? Like wh what improvements on their platform, fees, shipping, listing, anything goes. And so we got a we got a good amount of stuff to talk about today. And before we get uh, talking about all those two things, one, Alondo's <clears throat> right, it's 287, 288, 288. <laughs> Jeez, last one's 287. Okay. So uh, so in 288 episodes, I missed one. You did. I missed you one. Did. I've right, missed so, plenty, but you yeah, missed we're, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you here. Um, and then the other thing is, let us know in the comments below um, what what you wish eBay would do, right? So let us know now. Um, we will probably cover yours, but we might not, right? Don't wait until the end to figure out whether we covered yours. Let us know in the comments right now. Type in what you wish eBay would do, what's something you want them to change, what's a, a way you would love to see eBay improve in order to help the entire community. Let us know in the comments below. And then if we cover yours, you know, give us a thumbs up. If not, uh, you know, hopefully it starts that discussion. So now before we get started, there's two disclaimers I wanted to talk about. We're recording this the day before or a couple of days before the spring seller update drops. Mm. Right. So we'll talk about the spring seller update in our update episode. I think it drops around this time. I could be wrong, but I know that tomorrow. Uh, so today's a Monday. We usually record our Wednesday episodes on Monday. And tomorrow, Tuesday, I'll be at the, not I'll be, I'll be online at the eBay like seller events. And they said they're going to give a preview of the spring seller update. So maybe some of the things we talked about here are already going to be taking place. Uh, but I will say, I find that some of the things just take longer than usual to play. Uh, the other part is I want to make sure this doesn't become a like, uh, eBay is like the worst like platform like this is you know because the luckily it's mike and i on the podcast so mike and i try to keep it pretty positive i i don't feel like i need to make apologies i've said plenty about how much uh ebay has been a great platform i enjoy it you know it allows me to thrive uh but there's there's a lot of work to be done and i and i noticed that lately on being on whatnot right and i have my my own opinions of whatnot but what i experienced from whatnot is that eBay has a possibility of losing a lot of market share to whatnot. Like some people I've talked mm. about. I, I, I know this whatnot. Is, I mean, it's funny that you would say whatnot as opposed to like you fight like tooth and nail against the fact that like companies like Poshmark and other things are taking a huge chunk from eBay. No, okay, but, like, we, this, but this is this is different. It's different. This is how it's different. It's instant. And the fact that what I'm what I've been recognizing is like, let's say you end up a hall. Let's say we go on a garage sale on a Saturday morning, right? And you pick up, I don't know, a hundred hats, right? Remember those good old days? I don't know if we get hauls like that anymore, yeah, but, but right. But there were days where you could pick up a hundred vintage hats. Now, if you need that money real quick, you could do a whatnot, like in a couple of days and sell off all hundred hats right there. 
right? Instead of having to list it on eBay and then, you know, waiting for the right buyer and, and having to paid for promoted listings, you know, uh, you just go there. And wh- what I'm seeing is, is that a lot of people are just going on there trying to make that quick cash. And, and eBay, uh, right now, I, I feel that there's, there's a lot of things that are making people it's discontent or unhappy, right word yeah, discontented right right it's you know the the latest you know the fact that they're making more money off of sellers than they are on the items that are selling yeah right the uh the fact that you know managed payments we'll talk about that in a moment that management was sold as something that was really great and it, I, I there's parts of it that are great but when people are pining for like paypal again like that that's not a good sign you know and yeah. uh there's just a, there's a few things that that are concerning to me and again I do eBay. I don't even cross list anymore. I just do strictly eBay. I mean, I do Bonanza, but that you can just import all your listings. It's not that big of a deal. But, you know, there's some things I think if eBay would just like just take care of some of these things, I think we'd be in a different place. Yeah. So it's true. Do you want, do you want us to get us started on the long list here? Yeah. Um, so here's a big one. I think that this is the easiest. This is the most requested one, even though it's supposed to happen already. Yeah. Well, and that's probably the reason it's the most requested, right? Is because it's been something we've been talking about. The reselling community has been talking about, uh, and we've been kind of told that it was going to be taken care of for years now. Uh, but it is in the last in, update. Yeah. It's, it's getting instant payment, uh, when somebody makes an offer, right? I mean, pretty much every other, uh, company, every other platform does this. And it's really nice when, I mean, Poshmark was the first one that I was like, man, this is this is amazing. Even as the buyer, I mean, it, it, it's a bit of a bummer, but like you there's there's an element of uh, of sincerity that you have to have before you make an offer. You're not just like throwing things out there. If I see something I want to buy and I make an offer, I have committed to buy that at that price. And I know that going into it. And that's a very different thing than what happens on eBay. There's times where people make an offer, you accept that offer and you either get no payment delayed payment you get the runaround you get maybe them trying to bargain even more and it's like whoa 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 whoa! you've made this offer mm-hmm. i've accepted this offer um and we should be good to go and it's different I and mean, we've talked in the past like if you're at a garage sale like you might be throwing offers back and forth and it's not like the moment somebody says yes and you look at it a little bit more and you're like yeah actually no never mind it's different when it's on a platform like this a store you're you're buying it because you're taking it off of the market as soon as as soon as i accept that offer nobody else can buy it it's like it's in it's in limbo until you pay for it. So you're holding my item hostage. And that's the complaint a lot of people have is if you don't pay for a day or two and then you don't end up paying at all, that item could have sold in that time period. Like you've taken it away from me. you're holding it hostage and I can't do anything about that. And so if there was immediate payment, the moment they're they're submitting the offer, they have to pay for it. Uh, it's going to prevent that from happening. And two, it, it'll make sure that the offers you're getting are more legitimate and serious. People are going to take it seriously before they submit that offer. I mean, you mentioned whatnot. It's kind of the same thing on whatnot. If I make a bid, yeah, it's, I had to put in my payment information and I know like I might get outbid, but if I don't get outbid on this, I'm paying for it. Like there's no going back. I can't, I'm not paying for this item later. The moment it's done, it's out of my hands. I paid for that item. Correct. And I I know before there were like, I remember we got all kinds of excuses, right? We had uh, one individual who's an executive that we talked face to face with and they said, well, it's just a holdover from the days of money orders and so on. Okay. That conversation was like three, four years ago. Right. And then, you know, we also get the other one. Well, you know, it's kind of a hassle for people to put all their buyer info. 
but but really like you do that everywhere you do it on amazon i can't get a hulu subscription i can't you know get a streaming service i can't you know do anything without putting my payment information yet on ebay it's the one place where you can like actually buy something and go like eh you know i'll pay when i feel like it so and listen i i'm i know i'm preaching to the choir i know everybody listening here if there's one thing, one thing that they wish eBay would change, I think that would be the number one. Yeah. And it's kind of the same way. Like even when you buy something online on on, on websites that are retail or like if you're buying tickets for a concert or something, yeah. it holds it for a time period, right? This item in your cart, while you're waiting to put in the payments and the promo codes and all this stuff, it's got to count Wait, down. That's a great idea. Yeah. 10 minutes left, nine minutes until this is expired. So that would be fine to like, okay, you're going to hold my host, my item hostage for the next 30 minutes until you make payment. But well, if that eBay, payment eBay, doesn't come in. eBay does that, gives them 96 hours. Yeah, that's too long. That's too long. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not your layaway. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. But this it, isn't Kmart in the 90s. You know what? I'm not your layaway. Maybe there's only three left, did you know, in the US? Kmart's? Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Anyways. Well, I don't know if that's sad. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But. You know, it, it, they promised in a winter update and now we're getting into it's almost May and it still hasn't happened. And, I, you know, it, it's funny. People message us like, hey, we got this beta message that they're trying it out. So maybe this is a done deal. But I will tell you, if it's not a done deal by the end of the year, I, I don't know what good is EV's word anymore. Yeah. You know, sure. it should be good by now. By Q4, like this all should be done. Mm -hmm. Right. Done. All right. Hey, uh, this was an interesting one. And I don't know where you land on that. So. Return policies have been kind of interesting on eBay because it seems like there's always a uh, like you have 30 days. Right. And then you contact the eBay and they're like, well, they opened the label at, you know, day 14. So we want to give them an extra, you know, 10 days after 30 days to ship it back. I'm like, wait a second. I thought you said 30 days. Right. And so. What good is our what good is the word, right? And for example, I recently had a conversation. And it was only for a few times I got upset, like at the concierge. I wasn't mad at the guy. I was kind of upset at eBay because I had an item that I sold GSP, right? And I have no returns. No returns. Okay. GSP, all my GSP is no returns. Right. And I understand you could do an item not as described as, you know, as they you can they can actually ask for a return even though you say no returns, if it's an item that is described. Well, what happened is in the messages when they were initially buying it, they're like, Hey, it says blue, but it's a gray one. I want to make sure I'm getting the gray one. I'm like, yeah, it's the gray one. Okay. We all agreed. They paid for it. I shipped it. So a few days later, it stopped working like a, an IP. It was a Polaroid camera and like the IPs came off or something. It was new and package vintage. So like, I don't know, 28 days after like the purchase, they contacted me like, Hey, I'm really sorry about this, but I really want to return this, you know, and they put in a return request. So I called eBay. I'm like, Hey, uh, my, my policy says no return. They're like, yeah, but they opened that not, item as not, not as described. And you having your messages, there's a discussion about the wrong color. I'm like, oh, I'm like, what? Like that has nothing to do with it. And they're like, well, that's under the umbrella. So anytime any item is described, you're under the umbrella that they could return it. And I'm like, wait a second. Okay. And so then I started throwing a little bit of cloud. I'm like, hey, I talk to hundreds of thousands of people every month and I push the, the eBay GSP program and I tell them how great a program it is. And now you're telling me that the word of eBay is not the word of eBay. 
And so this person, even though on the returns, like it says no returns, or if I have 30 days, it's going to be after the 30 days. It, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. They're like, well, we're not saying we're going to make you return it, but there's a possibility we may make you g- give them a label. And I'm like, what? Like, okay. Like, so, so the reason I say this is because I feel that eBay is like all over the place when it comes to returns. Right. And I've, I've bought from Poshmark and I've bought from Mercari and it's been very clear. Like a Mercari, uh, somebody had said that it's a three days, like after three days, if you're not satisfied, I mean, if you're satisfied, then that's it. You can't return it anymore. And I think, I think there's value to that. Yeah. Well, part of it is like 30 days is enough time to wear it or use it and, and abuse it. And then it's ruined. Right. So it's one thing if I bought this item, I got it and it was broken when I got it or the item was not as described. But if I got it and I used it for the, the vacation that I was using and I dropped it and the eyepiece fell off the camera, you know what I mean? Like those are two. Well, that's what I suggested. Things. I said, hey, what if the eyepiece fell off because they dropped it? They were like, yeah, but you know, you guys had a conversation about the colors and so falls on the item not as described. I'm like, what? Hey, this you should have changed the, the same galaxy. You sold it. Well, yeah, but did I think there was going to be this kind of drama? Like, did I see well, this? Now we know. Less you know? Hard, right? And, okay, but here's what I say I do think eBay 30 days is reasonable. I'm not saying we need to go Mercari 30, uh, three days. Okay. I think three days, it's the industry standard, right? If I buy stuff, some places are like 90 days, but eBay just needs to be just like adamant. Like we're going to back sellers and this is going to be our policy. If you say 30 days, don't pull the whole, oh yeah, they opened the label on day 29. So let's give them a couple more weeks. Like, no, they're, they're responsible people that bought something. Right. You, you, they don't even have to print a label. They just have to pull the QR code at the post office. Like there should be zero excuses. And so I just, you know, I think it, it just would be nice. Nice. Now, somebody had mentioned, let us know in the comments because I'm going to destroy this one. Somebody had mentioned. It's my turn to do one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe I won't do that one then. All right. Go ahead. All right. So um, I think it's a good one. Uh, eBay branded boxes. When we went to eBay Open, one of the things they talked about, and they, they had a good point. Uh, was, you know, Amazon. Isn't it great that Amazon, there's Amazon. Well, I mean, they, were, they weren't necessarily using the name Amazon, but there are other companies that send out boxes and boxes. But eBay actually sends out how many products, not eBay themselves, but through mm-hmm. eBay as a platform, how many boxes are being sold through eBay. But most of those boxes aren't branded eBay. Mm-hmm. Most of the boxes that go through eBay have random. So he said, imagine if on every doorstep, every time somebody's going into the post office, every time they're seeing eBay, 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 like how much more publicity would that bring in? So yeah, they give us a coupon, but we pay for that when it comes to like, we're paying for our, our store subscription and that's one of the, the benefits of it. I think I understand if they're not going to do free, like the post office, but it should be like at cost boxes because it helps eBay. It's branding for eBay. eBay could write it off as marketing and we're buying them at cost. So you're not going to just buy an infinite number of them. And they, they could maybe put some kind of limit like on an account, like where it's like uh, you buy it at cost, but you can only like if your store sells X amount of things, you can purchase so many of them each month or get so many. And just like when you first started selling, you know, it's like you can only list 10 items. And then after you've proven yourself, now you can list 20 items. Now you can list 100. Now you can list 200 items. They could start that way. Like every month you get 20 eBay branded boxes and you're basically paying like two bucks for them or something like you get them at cost, you pay shipping and then you get them. And then after enough time, you've proven you're not abusing it. They allow you to get more and more of them because imagine if you can send everything out other than the the stuff that's going, you know, priority. Um, but you can send everything out with an eBay box. You're paying your cost goes down. eBay's branding goes up. It's a win, win, win. 
See, I, I'm, I, I disagree with it. I'm, I'm popular opinion. I'm going to get a lot of hate. I don't think eBay should do that at all. Give me a one. I, I think it's too risky. It's a, it's a lot of money being put out there and, and you're trusting that, you know, all those boxes are going to be used for shipping. You're, you're also trusting that those, you know, how do you determine who gets the boxes, who doesn't? What I mean, but I, I think I gave a good example. Like every, every reseller can get 25 boxes a month at cost. But I think the coupon does that already. But the, as a, okay, the coupon gives you enough boxes that you sell. You probably go through the, the boxes oh, yeah, you I get do, through your coupon in a week. Yeah, yeah, so if you're true. a top rated seller and you're selling hundreds of items a month, eBay should be begging you to use their boxes. Begging yeah, you. Yeah. I, I, if you put it under the context of it's, it's advertising, like they're paying for advertising. Yeah, it's their marketing. Then, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, Amazon doesn't do that if you're merchant fulfilled, you know, Amazon, like if you do FBA, they'll ship everything in an Amazon box, but I'm pretty sure that's in their fees that they charge you. Yeah. But it's at cost fees. I mean, we don't know. I mean, their well, fee structure is all yeah, hidden. Fair so enough, we, don't, but, we don't know. But, but, but I mean, it, maybe there's a little bit of risk for eBay. Maybe they, they, they eat a little bit of price, but just think like one commercial that they run. I don't know. What do you guys think? You, you think, you think it's going to bankrupt eBay if we go to free boxes? No, I'm, I'm not. I didn't say free. I said at cost. That uh, doesn't okay. hurt eBay at all. But, yeah. Okay. So, right. Like if eBay sells their boxes, uh, instead of, I don't know, however much you're spending for 25 pound, uh, 25 box of e uh, uh, boxes that are eBay branded, let's say it costs you a quarter of that plus shipping. Yeah. To get them at cost. eBay's breaking even. They write off the difference as marketing expense on their taxes and they get the branding. Like they would get more branding. We would have cheaper and we'd act, they'd actually probably do better in a sense because if you could get your boxes cheaper from them than you could through Uline or any other place that you can get boxes right now, they're just again, it's almost like a, a, a seller fee. People are going to buy eBay boxes if they want to ship in an eBay box. Mm -hmm. So instead uh, they can get rid of that seller fee. And instead of you buying your stuff at Uline, you're going to cut into Uline's business. You're going to cut into all the eBay is actually going to do, even if they sold it for a penny above cost, they'd probably end up doing just as much as they're doing now profit wise, but they'd be putting out. I can't even imagine the, the, the percentage increase they'd be putting out of boxes. There'd be eBay boxes everywhere. Everywhere you looked, there'd be an eBay box. Just like Amazon. Yeah, oh, like Amazon. Yeah, that's true. There are Amazon boxes everywhere and how many everywhere. people would be like because there's still people like i talk to co-workers and stuff I'm like i sell on ebay and they're and i know you say like ebay is the biggest a lot of people are on ebay true but in the general public a lot of people it's like ebay that's still a thing people no, no nobody that. even knows there's ebay boxes that's well and that's a lot of people don't even realize that ebay is like a thing that it is like oh yeah i used to use ebay a long time ago you know i got some some funny things on auction 20 years ago no i disagree with that one all right we agree to disagree on that one of the the population in America, you think majority of Americans are using eBay on a regular basis? No, I think they're using Amazon, but right. I think eBay because they is don't still know part of our culture. It's part of our culture, almost as like a retro vintage thing. It's not part of our culture in the sense of like if the number of people like now when I go to buy things, I think I'm going to check Amazon and I'm going to check eBay. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't doing that. Most people are only checking Amazon. But if eBay and part of this, this is the thing I was going to say, eBay needs to do better at, at like marketing to the younger generation. But if eBay can market, if, 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 if people saw eBay boxes everywhere, people might be like, oh man, eBay, 
Maybe we should check eBay. No, I, I, yeah, I, I see that. I mean, we there, that was a discussion. Remember when eBay was going to do like their version of FBA? Yeah, and delivery? I don't think they need to do that in order yeah, to get that. Market. But there was a discussion of boxes. Yeah. Like, okay, all right, I see that. Hey, before we move on to some of these more awesome ideas uh, for eBay, I uh, want to say thank you to all of you that have signed up for our Patreon. Again, you go to patreon.com slash podcast or go to the link below. Uh, wh- one of the great things that have we've attached to this is the ability to go on our discord and it's it's been it's been awesome i mean there you know there's there's a good number in there now and so we're you know we're having conversations about bolos hustle the week problems that are having recently it's just a community again it's not a cook group but it is a community uh for us to share with one another encourage another keep us motivated sometimes reselling is is a lonely effort and so it's great to be amongst others that are doing the same and it's it's a different field in social media because i feel that you know you go on social media and, and everybody's always uh just trying to showcase yeah right and in our discord we're, we're just we're keeping it real right that's one of our our slogans here yeah, and, and so, in fact a lot of the or at least some of the things we're talking about today came in from discussions we were having on our discord right so we're having these discussions with other resellers we're talking about things that they're buying uh, we're talking about things that they're doing how they're they're doing stuff. I mean, the bolos and the hustles of the week have been great. The stories have been good. So. Yeah, we haven't even asked for those. They just pop up. Yeah, they just so pop we're up. grateful yeah, for so, those. So uh, we appreciate yeah all of you who are supporting us on Patreon. And if you're like you know Discord's not my thing, but you still want to support us, uh, the Patreon is still there, right? Like you can give us the five dollars a month or or whichever tier you choose. Uh, and what that does is again, we're not putting anything behind a paywall as far as our content. The podcast will be free. The YouTube will be free. Uh, but it allows us to keep. The lights on allows us to run our servers, all the things we need to do, the audio editing software, all of that stuff. Uh, so if you want to support us and if you can't do that, you know, even even a comment uh, or or a, a thumbs up, a thumbs up or a, a, a review in iTunes, all those things help. So, yeah, thank you. But the Patreon and the uh, the discord that's kind of attached to that. Man, it's popping. It's good. So thank you. And, and if you're in our discord group, uh, but you just signed up because I think that that's the case, too, is like some people like signed up, but then they like don't like necessarily click on the uh, app. If you're not on there using it regularly, you're missing out because there's already a lot of conversation. So if you're one of our listeners who are on the discord, make sure you're clicking on that app every once in a while because we have some great combos. And again, just real quick, if you're, uh, we're going to probably do this like two more times. If you're on buy me a coffee and you bought it out a year, uh, and you know, you're like, Hey, what about me? Like I, I send them for the year. Uh, just let us know, hit us up. Uh, I, I prefer emails because in the DMS, you might get lost in the DMS and let us know and we'll get you set up. So, but thank you for all of your support. It's been great. All right. How about an easy bundle feature? Right. I, I, and this is, again, this is something that, that I, 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 I can't see it being too difficult to do. I don't know. I'm not a programmer, but you know, how many times have I personally, as a buyer, when I'm sourcing going, Hey, I'm interested in this item and this item and this item and this item. It'd be nice if I could just go click, 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 click. And I would add it. I'm like, Hey, could you do so-and-so for all of this? Mm. Right. Instead, right now, like Poshmark does well, like that they could utilize. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a simple one, but I bundling, bundling would be great. Bundling, I think would be awesome. All right. This other one I'll bring up because I'm very used to this. Have you, have you been using new messaging on eBay? Have you had access to it? Um, I, I don't seem to have access to it. Okay. Yeah. So on eBay now they have a new messaging. It's like texting, right? You can just text back and forth. Uh, but here's the problem with it. 
every there every message that eBay sends is in that text, right? So if if eBay sends you a payout, it's in your messages. If if you know eBay has a promotion, it's in their messages. If somebody, you know, if your offer expires, that's the one message I want to get rid of. I'm sure it's in settings. See, here's how mine still looks. Oh no, you at the old school. Yeah, I still yeah. And so those of you that are new with it, and I think eBay could tweak this really easy, if they could just keep messages to just messages and then just add a search function on there, right? So we could search which one, because I, I find that's the hardest one. Like sometimes, you know, I do have buyers that buy something like, hey, if you ever come across something, you know, let me know. And usually I have to like keep a Google note or something. It'd be nice if I could like maybe star that message or maybe I could, you know, uh, do a search and I could find that message. Just a way to clean it up and make it cleaner uh maybe give it the option like on uh on instagram where you could like uh or uh, texting everybody loves this function that doesn't like texting just giving something something the thumbs up right you don't have to reply you just hit the little thing and it does that i think that'd be great for messaging because you know i don't know if ebay's algorithm is reading the messages back and forth but i think it'd be a great feature just so people know that hey you actually saw what they messaged and you know because you don't want to have to reply to every single message some messages are just good just stand alone just give them a thumbs up and you're good to go so those are some yeah. of those thoughts on that yeah that's a good one uh next one i think would be good is uh, the ability to review negative feedback before uh, the feedback goes public or to um, to actually discuss with the buyer first or to deal with ebay so sometimes you get a negative a negative review and it's like out of the blue it's like well wait a minute where did this I checked and this came in yesterday. I didn't even notice. And now, and you could tell there was a dip in your sales and all of that. So it would be nice if you, one, there's like a cool off period, like, right. They can't give you a negative review till a certain point. And then once they give it, it goes into like a limbo holding period, hmm. a holding box where it almost has to be, uh, it almost has to be uh, discussed between the, the parties before it actually goes up where it says, we can one offer to like fix whatever the issue is. Hey, I see you're upset. Um, or, do you need a refund? Do you need it? Like whatever it is, yeah. work that out or two, submit it for review to eBay to say, Hey, this sh should not be a negative review against me. Here's my case. Uh, so it should almost go into like a, a litigation before, before it gets, uh, okay. Now, now it's not going to happen. Like once you say that, that just sounds like a lot. Okay. Um, but you know what I'm saying? But no, no, like, no right? I get like, the review process. Well, okay. So to be fair to eBay, eBay does not allow people. If I remember right, like you get, it has to be three days before they can leave negative feedback. So they have to have the item at least for three days. And then, uh, I think even a message pops up like, or, you know, uh, do you want to give it a couple of days or like, you know, you can't do this until whenever I think a message does come up. If I remember right. Uh, but I agree with you because how many times are we blindsided by a negative feedback? Yeah. Right? Well, and you made the comment too, not that this happens necessarily to eBay resellers. I'm sure there are cases of this happening, but we've talked about the instance of that, that thrift store in Canada that was limiting reseller. Right. Okay. And they got bombarded on Yelp from people who don't even shop at that store. Right. And people are leaving negative reviews. And then so then and it's almost like a, a raid of people leaving negative reviews. So you could have people who like intentionally are trying to sabotage you or there's various things that like could happen or somebody's just disgruntled. Maybe if eBay looks at this customer, all they do is leave negative feedback um, or you've done all the things you need to do and it needs to be removed. I have I haven't had any negative feedback yet. And I know there there are people who who've been on the wrong side of this that have done everything right mm -hmm. and eBay still did not side with them. So I'm not saying 
that that doesn't happen. There absolutely does happen. However, in my case, I've had every negative review removed after discussing it with eBay. I'm sure there's going to be one that is not going to be removed and I'm going to be very upset about it and I will have done everything right. But up to this point, I've had them removed. So that tells me, at least to some extent, every negative review I've received has not been valid or not valid enough to be valid in eBay's mm-hmm. eyes, which means the time frame that I've had negative review on my account hurting my metrics was almost almost like unfair punishment to me. Mm. So it would be a good idea, I think, for it to sit in there at least 24 hours. And then if I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's not and, and the 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 ball should be in my court. Like I should have to be the one to take the first step, but I should get a notification from eBay. You have a negative review. This is going to go live in 24 hours. And then you have a couple of options. It's do nothing. It's contact the the buyer and try and resolve the issue or contact eBay. Like that, that should just be like, and if you don't do anything in 24 hours, then the negative review goes up. Yeah. I, th- I think it's fair. I mean, cause you always, you know, I, and we've mentioned before, like one of the ways to re- get negative feedback removed is, reach out to the seller and try to get it removed, right? And so when you do that, eBay always asks, did you try to work things out with the seller? It'd just be a nice to get it like a <laughs> like a quarantine zone, like where you can like talk to each other. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if eBay will go for it because I remember one of the discussions that we had, and this ties into the other thing uh, that we're going to talk about here in a moment. Uh, you know, somebody had mentioned that they wanted there to be proper consequences for people that got fault to INED. Or, or some way, can we leave buyers negative feedback? And we had discussed this at eBay Open years ago. We had asked some of the execs, like, hey, what happened? And they they stated that they found that people are less likely to buy on your platform if they know they can get negative feedback, which I thought was an interesting argument because it's like, well, do you really want those people? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But I, I, I think there has to be a, a way that you can, you know, just yeah, like you said, inter- interact with individuals, and, and and if somebody does give you like unfair feedback or they don't pay on time or you know you you know they're shady about the return, like there has there has to be a way. I'm not I'm not asking people to have scarlet letters on them, you know, on their feedback, or maybe I am, maybe I am, right? But the fact that people right now have to leave positive negative feedback to get the message across, I think yeah. that speaks volumes. Yeah. You know, it's sad that, you know, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about is people will leave a five star feedback for someone, but the comment in there will be negative. Right. It's like, well, do we really have to go there? Like, shouldn't it be enough? Or maybe you don't like no one gets to see it except you and the buyer that you left that person negative feedback. And maybe after three, then they're gone. Right. And I, I know eBay promised Mike and I, I remember that conversation at eBay opened in 2019 now. It's been a while. Mm. And they said, yes, we are animally working to remove bad buyers from the site and you guys won't know it, but you know, there, they get, there's like a three strike rule mm. and I just, but there's no way for us to know. But I mean, that's where you kind of got to trust. Like it's, I mean, you know, it as like as an administrator, right. At a school or a teacher at a school, you've got parents who come and they're like, well, I want to make sure that that other kid who did something that they get in trouble too. And yeah, all you can tell them is we're taking care of it. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. want to know, like, are you going to like post their picture up and say like, they've been suspended or they've gotten X amount of time post in detention or, up. you know, it's like, you can't do that. There's privacy. And so, yeah, yeah. um, in that same way, like we almost have to look at eBay and say, all right, like I'm trusting that you're doing the thing you're saying you're doing. Like you can't tell us. I mean, it'd be great if they say, Hey, 
uh, wink, wink. We took care of that buyer, wink, wink. But, you know, we can't tell you what happened, but they can't do that. So and I understand the purpose of not wanting to um, not wanting to alienate buyers and not wanting to create a, a, a platform where people feel like, you know, they're being judged as a buyer. It makes sense. I don't know if there's many other platforms that are like that. I mean, kind of maybe offer up where there's like a general rating that a person has, you know, how often do they respond? How long does it take them? How many, what's their review? And that's both as buyer and seller. Uh, but it, that's different. I think than if you're just, I mean, cause you can imagine on Amazon, if you had like a customer rating and it's like, you were a bronze customer, which is like not as good as being like a silver or a gold, which means like you yeah. haven't spent enough money or you've had too many returns. You'd be like, how dare you? Like, I'm I'm a customer. It doesn't matter if I've had to have some returns or not, you know. So I understand why why they wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah, it would it would be nice. Um, all right. Uh, here's one that I think we can all get behind: uh, fewer item specifics. <laughs> fewer item specifics would it, be great. It's maddening. Can they turn back the clock on that? No, they can't. And part of it is, I mean, they they want the data. It's it's a data collection. But it's so silly. Like I, it's getting obnoxious for sure. I. The, but the, maybe maybe the better it gets, maybe the better it gets, the the easier the system will be at like auto filling stuff. Well, but he, here's the thing: how do I know if I put the right amount of specifics? That that's where I struggle, right? Because right now I have like a thousand forty recommended item specifics, and I go to those listings. It's like you don't have a character. What? Like what? What do you want me to put? Blues clues? Like what? What do you What are you looking for here? Right? And so. It, it 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 literally is. I I I'm sorry. It is one of the biggest fumbles that eBay has made, because there is no clarity. There is zero clarity on some of the stuff on there. Like you're asking me to define the material of the insole of my shoes, and I know we always get a couple of listeners. Maybe this is you that goes. Well, that's important to me. Okay, I understand. But there's like 99 percent of buyers that aren't going like. You know, I was really looking for that 95% polyurethane and 5% like spandex shirt. Like, that's what I wanted. Like, this just doesn't happen. Like, I don't I'm, know. I mean, that's the blend I like. <laughs> I just, it I breathes better. It's it, more comfortable, stretchy. And so what happens is everybody is just doing what they can to just move on. Right. So they're like, like I just go to some, I go to a cell similar and I'll just, whatever item specifics to put on there, I just roll with it. And I find that half of the time, the ones that are on there are a complete joke. It's like this buckle, what kind of material metal? Oh, okay. That's great. Like, I mean, you know, like, is it, is it brass? Is it silver? Yeah, I know. I is know. It, is it, is it brass with 14 karat gold plated? But can't can't people see that? Like, can't you put like I just I'm so I, I'm just I'm just at a law. I, I know this is this is the but I I know everybody would love to rant about this right now. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where there's gotta be reasons for it. There's benefits. Them having all of that that data has to be beneficial in the long run for them as a company. Maybe it's maybe helps make us. up the data. Your item sold because they found out that, you know, your item was 38% wool. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> like, that's how they searched it. I, I just, I hope this isn't a blunder on their part. Maybe 10 years down the road, we look back and it's like eBay is the company it is today, partially because of, of, of item specifics and it was worth it. But sometimes less is more, you know, where it's an example of, you know, for instance, you're looking for a TV show on Netflix and it's like 
there's how many categories? There's like fantasy and then there's sci-fi and then there's romance and there's comedy. But then like you can really get down into item specifics and it, most people aren't going romance, comedy in this year, year frame, but it also has to start a strong female character, but it also has to have a male protagonist that uh, has a major mind change halfway throughout. And it also, and you start like going deeper and deeper into everything that this type of movie has until you have like three movies available. Like, I don't know if it's necessary. Sometimes less is more romantic comedy and let people figure out what they want to buy. I just feel like it's like move that pile of rocks over there. Okay. You're done. Good job. Move the pile of rocks over back. Yeah. It seems useless. That That's what it feels like. I just, just saying, just saying, all right. Uh, oh, this, this, so this is, this is going to be interesting. I want to hear your thoughts on this, Mike. So I've been pushing, not that it's ever going to happen for a tiered system. Something I know eBay does recognize top rated sellers. Like you, we get seller protections. We can get do partial refunds and stuff like that. But I think it needs to play a part in payments. And so, cause right now managed payments, I know some people say you get paid on the weekends. I, I haven't experienced that. Maybe it's true, but I, it, it's just, there's no way to know like how much you're going to get paid. Like there's no direct way. Like, you know, one, one day I'll have like a, you know, several hundred dollars in sales and then my payout's going to be like $38. And I'm like, what? Like, how'd you come up with the $38? Like, I, I'm just at a loss. Like, I think there needs to be a tiered system that if you've been selling for a certain amount of time, you're a top rated seller, hey, you can get instant uh, payouts. Like, it, it shouldn't be too bad. Or somebody else had said you should be allowed to use the money in sight without having to wait a few days. Right. And I understand why the waiting period, right? You might get some new sellers that they sell through everything and they use that money right away. And then a return happens, they can't pay for it. Or they're collecting interest, right? Another one of our listeners mentioned that. That's a big part of it. Companies yeah. will hold on to money. Banks, banks don't like to let money go. Like if you were to walk in and let's say you've got $40,000 in the bank and you're like, I want my 40 grand, they'll do everything they can to, to not let that happen. Right. Like, well, we can give you 5,000 today and you're going to have to order the rest and, and, you know, we don't have enough in the vault, which is true. Like they don't have enough that people can come pull out millions, but, but they've got enough to, to handle pretty much everything. You say, Oh, I'll come back at the end of the day when you don't need it for tomorrow. And it's like, no, 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 we still, you have to order it because the longer they hold the money, the more interest they make. Right. Like that's how, that's how systems like that work. Well, maybe that's how the bottom, how the numbers for eBay have been so good on that end. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not making so much on interest, but, but it, every little bit adds up. If they're holding that money for a period of time, if they always basically have a savings account that has millions of dollars in it, that's accruing interest in one way or another, that's beneficial to them. And that's kind of how that can work if they're slowly pulling money in, pulling money out. And it's kind of like that holding period for a time. Uh, so that is definitely one reason why companies will hold money like that. Uh, but I, I don't know, for me, I, because I try and treat my business like a business, I don't expect to have cash same day. Yeah, yeah I agree. With I, that. I look at it in this, in the way of, you know, businesses for how long they accept the checks and even, you know, credit and debit is getting better now, but a lot of companies like they get a credit charge and it, they know that it's going to end up in their bank account over a certain period of time. They're not, everything is a like cash business of I made the sale or I made, did the service. I get the money today, especially the bigger the companies get they're You're looking at like monthly or quarterly or, so even if the payout was, I mean, even at your job, you only get paid, you know, typically biweekly. Is well, how yeah. Much well, Amazon, Amazon pays you every two weeks too. So to me, but. it's not the end of the world if, if I have to wait. And sometimes it might almost be better if you can do that. Like I will pull out all of my money on Friday from eBay for the week, right? So that the fall, the, that previous week or on Saturday, I pull out all the money 
And instead of like taking a payment each time, because then, yeah, then it gets confusing. Like, wait a minute, this was from that sale and that sale, but then these yeah, fees. But, but yeah, and- but let the, let the buyer decide when they take out that money. That That's just my thing. I, I just, I feel that, I, I just, I remember PayPal, even on Bonanza, when I saw stuff on Bonanza, it's right to my PayPal. And I immediately, I can transfer that money from my PayPal into my bank account. At least I don't hold it until after the the 30 day grace period. Ugh. I mean, they could do that. Okay, don't. Get, we're not supposed to give bad ideas. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like throw a little bit of like leniency and 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 see it from their side of like at least they're not doing that. It could be worse. I do think, yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, why not? Why not make it in today's day and age? There's no reason. You know, people have mentioned things like Venmo and stuff like that. Like money can be transferred instantly now. Is it, we're not in the day well, they, and age where it takes takes a long time to transfer money. So yeah, they absolutely could give it to us today. Why not? Um, unless there's a reason financially they're holding that money, which there is. Uh, but at least they're not holding it for a long period of time. Like that could it could be worse. All right. Hey, well, we have a, a few more of these to go through, but before we do that, we're gonna do our hustles of the week. But before we do the hustle of the week, I just wanted to mention uh first of all, AmericanBoboy.com. Uh, I'm already through another rule, so I have to order some more. If you haven't ordered yet, uh, go to AmericanBoboy.com. If you're a new, uh, so, you know, not a subscriber, but a new customer to AmericanBoboy.com, uh, you can put in our code Pureso Podcast, and it'll give you a discount. You go to the link below. Uh, great uh, materials, pretty quick, uh, two-day free shipping. If you're nearby, sometimes one day, you can also do local pickup, and I think you get a little bit of discount on what you buy. Uh, I'm always a fan of the four-foot. Uh, 700 square feet of bubble wrap for $39.99. It's a great deal. So check them out, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. And on social media, if you haven't been following us, we are Pierce of Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are Pierce of Cast on Twitter. You could always give us a call too, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at Pierce of Podcast at gmail.com. That's Pierce of Podcast at gmail.com. Actually, one of our hustle of the week comes from an email today. Uh, and as always, if you've been listening to the podcast, and it's funny, we have so many thousands of listeners on the podcast, and our YouTube numbers don't even close reflect our podcast numbers and we're grateful. I mean, we are a podcast, podcast initially, yeah. but we'd love it if you jump on over to YouTube and help our numbers there by hitting that subscribe and hitting that like button and that bell notification. Whenever uh, we drop YouTube videos specifically, we always have a Monday mini sode that does not end up on the podcast. And last of all, iTunes reviews are always helpful to us. Uh, they help us in the algorithm and appreciate all of you that have written great reviews on there. Yeah. All right, are we ready to talk about some hustles here? Yeah, here we go. Come on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. All right, so our first one uh, is an email, um, and it comes from John and Jackie. Uh, So here is their email. Hey, guys, we've been selling on eBay for over 20 years, but really made it into a Good side gig over the last three years. We love the show and still learn a lot from you and love the content. I wanted to share with you some recent sales of the original 1996 Sony PlayStation vintage games we scored at our favorite local thrift. We have a Christian mission thrift on my FedEx route so uh, that I stop several times a week. We also get good vintage items from them and are priced to move because of their large donation volume. I keep a pattern when walking in. Hats, shoes, glass case, then toys and hard goods. While walking by the case, they had several original PlayStation games. So stuff before PS1. 
on top for $3. So I just put them in my basket and moved on to hard goods. I wasn't really finding much, so stopped the scan one that was called long box games from my basket. Was in shock when I zapped the first one and came up with a few hundred dollars in recently sold. Earlier that morning, my wife asked why I went there so often and just replied that um, I can get my truck in and out easily and honestly terrified that I might miss something good. So while scanning, I sent her a pic of what I had uh, what I had picked up with the caption, this is why I go there so often. I lotted up a few of the less valued games at auction with a $90 result and the others I individually priced high uh, at, with a buy it now uh, from the get-go with a few sales and eventually revised to uh, with offers on the lower ones or slower ones. My goal was to make $1,000 on the eight games, but after accepting offers, it ended up at eight fifty. Holy smokes. That's the yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, was excited about. Just wanted to say that if you uh, if your gut tells you to stop at the thrift, then you should probably stop at the thrift. You just never know what you'll end up with. Again, love the podcast and keep up the good work with the real and relevant content. John and Jackie. Man, that's awesome. Long box games. That's definitely a, a hustle and a bolo. Be looking out for those long boxes. I've never seen them. Yeah, like live. Crazy. I've seen pictures, but I've never seen them in the wild. And again, yeah, a couple of things here. The fact that this is what Mike and I have talked about, that the store that should not be named is not a great thrift store anymore. But the ones that are like not chain, but they have huge volume, like those are good ones to go to. Right. And, that, and that's where you went and you scored. So, uh, yeah. Thanks so much, John and Jackie. Uh, Instagram handle is three sons reruns. Nice. Nice. All right. So this is from our discord and th- our discord. We're also discussing hustle of the week. And actually it's like a, it's a nice little bolo hustle of the week section that we, yeah. we didn't plan. Some on of having. this we'll definitely not share on the podcast. Cause there's some good ones shared that I'm like, Ooh, no, I, I asked for, for, I asked oh, for permission good. on yeah, this, this one. one. This one we're sharing. Uh, <clears throat> but, but you know, it's just the tip of the iceberg. So this comes from a uh, Biblio mama, uh, in our discord. Uh, bought a huge lot of used books from a local auctioneer known through networking and networking is always a way to get stuff. Mm. Uh, was going through the large lot and found a valuable and listed it on eBay, paid 25 cents for the book and sold a Tiano pre-Columbian art and culture book from 1997 for $219.99 free ship. That's crazy. Yeah. And so Biblio Mama is a, like a bookseller. Like that's, Correct. that's her, uh, that's her, her, her niche. But even she was like, I didn't know what this book was when I first picked it up, right? Like she's bought a lot of books and was going through them and found this one that was super valuable. And we've talked before in the, on the show about like paying attention to art books, you know, especially like the big art books. Well, pre-Columbian. I mean, so I'm a native history, native American history guy. That's what my MA is. And I'm sorry. I just didn't mean to drop in there. Like here's my expertise, but in a rose on your nose, <laughs> no, but, but even I myself would have looked at that book and I wouldn't have thought nothing of it. Right. It looks like some book you buy at Costco or something, you know, like those, like those table coffee table yeah. books. Right. Uh, but again, bought the lot, got it for cheap, looked it up and, uh, yeah, pre-Columbian stuff though is hard to come by. So I'm pretty sure that's why the value is there. So nice. All right. All right. Uh, our next one comes from Chandra, the IG handle. Shonda. Oh, Shonda. Sorry. Um, I'm supposed to wear glasses. I just never do. Okay. Uh, IG handle at secondhand side hustle. So went to a garage sale about three weeks ago and came across a ton of collectible toys. Uh, so arrived early and when they were bringing stuff out of the house, stopped them from bringing more out and started working to make a deal. And that's a, that's a way to do it when you're like, whoa, 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 wait, I see you got this. 
let's let's start making a deal real quick before before the people show before other people start showing up. Yeah, uh, the seller was a former eBay seller looking to downsize, so paid two hundred sixty five dollars for a huge lot of collectible toys. Paid an average of five dollars on each. Okay, so that's not bad. When I heard two sixty five for a lot of collectible toys, I'm like, well, that's paying up. But when you're averaging five dollars a piece, that's not too that's bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, so listed a new in box. Um, new in box, not new. I don't understand. So, so it's so a new in box is something that's already been opened, but it's new in the box, which you can do in, on eBay. Ah, gotcha. Okay. I understand. Okay. So new in box, but not new. Ertl Knight Rider, one eighteenth scale joyride kit, die cast car on eBay, and it sold for $345 plus shipping. So I, I don't math well, but five dollars divided by two sixty-five. So how many items you picked up? There's a bunch of items. Um, and you were able to sell one of them for 345. One item alone paid for plus profit. Yes. That's a win all around. Which means you've got uh, a bunch of a bunch a bunch of other toys. That's my mathematical exact term. Bunch of <laughs> you got a bunch of other toys there. And uh and I'm sure they're probably not all uh Ertl Knight Riders. But you probably got some money in that lot. So, uh, man, good job. So Way to pick, do it. It's on our Instagram, and it's a pretty sweet. Uh, I'm I'm an '80s kid, '80s '90s kid. So seeing a kit, you know, from Ertl Ertl's a bolo, uh, you know, secondhand side hustle. If you check out that card, it's pretty sweet. Mm. So, all right. So I I'll share my hustle week because it kind of ties into what uh, Shonda had done. I'm a big believer that you can actually get scores from resellers at garage sales. Yeah, sometimes I'm afraid and you just walk away because you're like, eh. Yeah, every once in a while. Like there was one here in a, in a local area here that was selling like vintage toys and they had like listed it out and put how much each one was worth. And I'm like, okay, this one's not good. But I had, if you caught us on, yeah, it's was, it was on a YouTube. Last time I did a garage sale YouTube, but the last one I did, I, I showed up early and it was a reseller and they were offloading all kinds of stuff and i paid 225 i think for everything and i sold like a one of them was like a new and sealed like Lionel trains thing and i sold that for 140 and then i sold uh another shirt for like 50 and i sold something else i mean it was crazy profit all this is from another reseller well one of the items on there was a jacket a wooer wooer like wu tang like cash rules everything around me kind of kind of do if you guys know who wu tang is uh, and so I didn't know that Wu-Tang had like their own brand of clothing, but I guess it was at some time being sold. Maybe it's still, I don't know. Uh, but they had like this hunting camo jacket and it was new with tags. And my average cost for everything was $5. And I listed this one high because mine was the only one new with tags and turned that $5 into $112 plus ship on eBay. So uh, that's my nice. last week. Nice. All right. Uh, mine is not a incredible profit but it's one that's been like a slow a slow burn for me it's been just bringing in money okay. consistently over time so a while back and i think it was again one of my, our youtube uh videos of garage sales so we need to get back into making those, those are fun. i know i know uh there it's just been busy man been busy for sure uh but i was at a garage sale and i picked up a box of like manga and comics and normally um i've got like prices and certain manga that i'll pick up and same thing with comic books. I try to steer away from comic books because I don't know enough about them. But these were not like the typical like regular comic books. These were like the full collections, like where you get like a whole series and like okay. one big, big paperback. And I paid, I want to say it was five or $10 is one or the other. I'd have to watch the video for a whole box of them. And 
it was a, such an amazing deal because I had pulled like one item from it when I was kind of looking at it and I scanned it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I could sell this for like 30 or 40 bucks, this one huh. book. And I pulled like two or three more like that. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to ask how much and I'm going to be able to profit on this. And one of the books that was in there was a, and there was like three or four of this, this certain brand, uh, Cyborg 009. And I sold this one, Cyborg 009 volume seven for $40 with uh, $3 shipping. And so just to think like a, a, a buy like that where I'm paying $5 for probably like 30 plus books yeah, that's wild. and they're selling anywhere from 10 to I've sold some of them over 70 bucks. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a killer. Right. And, and they don't sell, they're not selling every day, but you know, once every month or two I get a sale and it's like phew, bingo, right? Like it just comes in and it just feels good to know that, that, that big, big purchase at a super low price is just consistently paying. So that is why it is the hustle of the week. Yeah. Well, it goes, it goes back to you learn the niche, right? You, you understand, like I would, I'm not going to pick up manga books. I'm not going to pick up comic books. I just don't know, but you can, and you know what, what they're worth. And so again, I've always advocated, learn a niche two or three or four or five, and you're going to be good. You're going to be good. So, all right. Hey, another thing that's been very good to us has been school shaver. So whenever we go out there, and sometimes we're in a rush, you know, for me, it's always a rush trying to get to a church on Sunday morning and I got like a 40 minute drive and all I need is the school shaver is for two minutes on that ride. Not even two minutes, 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to get that clean cut look and look fresh for church. So if you haven't yet checked out school shaver, go to schoolshaver.com. Use our promo code hustle with the capital H. Give you a discount. Helps, helps you out. Helps you get that clean cut. All right. Let's go back to our, uh, eBay wish list. All right. It's not got a couple more of these. Um, so we already talked about the combined shipping. That was a good one. Um, you want to deal with a call center? Okay. That's a good one. Why not? All right. So call center in the United States. Um, we just recently had a deal where I got a new phone through AT&T. They had a special deal going on. Okay. I don't normally get new phones. Uh, and it came with, because I bought it online, it came with a pair of headphones, like a Samsung, like they're nice headphones. And we got an email that they shipped one of them. They shipped the phone. They said the, the headphones would ship later. We never got an email confirmation that the headphones. And in fact, they told us it would ship several days later. Then when the phone showed up, they on their website said both items were delivered and they weren't delivered. So it's like, what in the world? So we call. And of course, we spent like over an hour on the phone with somebody outside of the United States who just could not understand. They said, but it shows that it was shipped and it delivered. Like, yeah, but it wasn't shipped with that box. And we have an email saying it wasn't shipped with that box. It got like combined later in your system, but it wasn't combined when you yeah, shipped yeah, yeah. it. And they just could not understand. And then finally they were like, okay, we're going to open up a, 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 a something with our theft department. And so 24 hours later, we get a call from the theft department and two minutes of explaining the situation. They're like, all right, no problem. We'll get another one sent out to you. Right? Like the difference in time of like when somebody's reading off a script and all they have is like, okay, uh, if it's A, then say C. And if it's B, then say, and that's all they have. Then anything outside of the norm, and it just like blows their mind. And they don't know how to respond to it because they they don't have every possible situation. So they just pick something. Uh, you'll have this happen on this. And it's like, well, no, that's not this issue I'm having. And so that everybody knows that experience. Everybody's had those experiences with call centers that are outside of the United States. And so... When you're calling eBay and you've got concierge, it's like amazing. And yeah. if you don't have concierge, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm dealing, I'm, I'm explaining this over and over and nobody's understanding what I'm trying to say. And it's frustrating. 
So yeah, the more the more people that you can speak to that understand and can make decisions, because that's part of it too. When it's just a, a a person in a call center and they literally have like a script to read and like five options that they can choose from, they've got no freedom to really resolve issues. So ha- having call centers in the United States, having more call centers, it costs more. That's really what it comes down I to. I think some people would be willing to pay to get like top tier, like, but see, the thing is you wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to cover the cost from like people saying like, Hey, and you would be, no, I don't, I don't agree. No. That. Okay. I don't agree that it's like, if you're an average seller and it's like, you want to call, if you pay $5, you can speak to our US. No, 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 no. If it's like part of your like month, like if you get a store subscription, it's like part of your store subscription. You know what I mean? But then they'd have to raise, they'd have to raise nobody, no matter what, if they raise costs, sellers are going to be frustrated. It has I, to, I don't know, but cost. I think some people, so here's, here's the thing, right? The way you get concierge, there's two ways. One is you go to an eBay open, okay? Which hasn't happened, yeah. right? In like a couple of years. And hopefully one day we'll do eBay. That is something we would love to do. I would love to fly out and meet a bunch of people at eBay open again. Or two is you're like this super mega seller and like eBay contacts you and puts you on the concierge program. Right. But I, I think it's just, it's just tough. It's, I, I get it. I mean, I was there before uh, I went to eBay open uh, when I'd contact people and I'm like, I, I don't even understand. I don't think you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Like that, that was like the conversation that I would have. Like, I, I don't even know what you're saying. And here's the thing, as annoyed as I was by that concierge guy. And again, I had no beef with him. I made it clear with him, but as annoyed as I was and frustrated with the eBay policy and his discussion, he knew what he was talking about. When I started, I mean, I, I got into everything. I got into like managed payments with him. I got into eBay returns, global shipping, and he knew it all. He didn't look at a script. I, he probably was a reseller. I don't know, but he knew. And, and I wish that was the same for everybody on eBay, because I know a lot of you, contact us and you get frustrated and you're like, Orlando, what do we do? And I, and then I send you over to eBay for business on Facebook. And, and now I'm hearing that that's not even reliable. And so there just has to be a way to, to be reliable, but make sure, make sure we've said this before. You're not calling all the time. I think that causes a problem. You know, I, I think that happens last time. The guy said something like, uh, we, we've helped you out a lot. And I'm like, what? Like, like you keeping track? Like, Oh, they're keeping track. Like I never call. And so is everything on there? Like, Oh yeah. Every call it's logged. Nah. Anyways. All right. It's color coded. Your, your name pops up a certain color. <laughs> I thought, I thought this one was pretty cool. Somebody said, I think this happens on Mercari or, or some of the other platforms. If there are offers out on an item, like it, it has it on the listing. Mm. I think that'd be pretty cool. Right. So people like it, it, it creates like this urgency, right? Like, Hey, there's already people that are on their way to closing the deal on this, like jump in and snag this deal before somebody else gets it. Yeah. Like, you know how like they'll show the like last item and sometimes you get notifications like hurry up and buy. There's only one left. Like if they had multiples of something, yeah, there, there should almost be like a message that gets sent out where if it's in your cart or you've looked at it, where it sends you a message. I mean, it would be great if it was on the listing, but even a message sent out, uh, this item has two offers placed on it that might give people to go, Oh, I better buy it real quick. I mean, there, there's a lot of things like, even like if it's a repeat buyer, like let us know it's a repeat buyer, right? I'm willing to go lower on an offer if it's a repeat buyer. Right. But I, I, so I don't know. I mean, I sell hundreds of items, right. Every month, like uh, thousands. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have no way. You don't know them all. No, you don't know them all. Man. I, I don't. Uh, and though, so I got one more. 
And uh, I don't know. Do you have one more on here? I think we've covered almost all of them. Let's hear what you got. I don't know. Mine's not. Maybe it's not a good note. Maybe you got something better. But I've been saying this for so long. I wish on the send offers that you had different options. So what I mean is I would love it if like, you know, because all the time I get messages like, hey, uh, would you take $40 shipped? Okay. So what does that mean? Well, that what that means is I have to counter offer and I have to either offer a you know, uh, a higher price and re and like, or a lower price to factor in the shipping is going to be free. Or I have to go to the listing, revise the listing and then get back to them. If I could just do it in the offer and just switch something, just go free shipping or switch it from expedited to ground shipping. Right. If I could just do something like that. And, and, and I got a little nitpicky thing in here on the app. Uh, you have to, um, on there, you have you you click and like it tells you if you have everything done, and then it takes you to a second screen, and you have to choose like send offers immediately. Like everything should be on one screen. You shouldn't have to go to two screens. Like I, I forget what the studies are, but the more you have to click through things on a site, the the faster people lose interest. Click efficiency. Yeah, there there just needs to be click efficiency. Like for example. I'll search my soul. I'll search my active items. Like, let's say I'm looking the other day, I was looking for my feet. So shoes and I was looking for a certain pair because I couldn't find the right pair. Oh, it was a mess. Mm. And it showed up every Mephito shoe. And so I clicked on the one I thought it was and it wasn't. And then I hit back. And instead of going back to all my Mephito shoes, it went back to all my 3000 items and I had to retype it in. Right. So there's some, hey, eBay, if you need a focus group, Mike and I are available for yeah. a fee. Well, Bounce some ideas <laughs> off of you. No, seriously, I, I think eBay does that. I, we've never been invited to those, but I know they do that. And I'll, I'll be real. I'll be. I love eBay. You guys know this. I'll be. I know. I know they listen. I know they listen. So, um. Anyways, that that's my uh that's my eBay wish list. Yeah. All right. And my my last one I think is a good one is uh not charging for scheduled listings and free <laughs> if you have a store. I think this is a good one because I've tried to do a couple of auctions where it's like, all right, I want to auction off like items that are stale. I want to move this inventory. I want quick cash. But I know, like everybody knows, I don't want my auction to end on Wednesday at midnight, like when I'm up late, like, oh, I should put these things on auction. Like I want it to start and end at a certain time. So the only way I can do that is if I schedule it out. So I can either schedule and pay for it, or I can wait until Sunday at 5 p.m. and then start listing them really fast. The, the seven days, the next, you know, that's just obnoxious. Like I have a store, I'm a seller. Let me pick when it goes live. Like it doesn't seem like it yeah. should be that big of a deal. They shouldn't be charging me for that. No, I, I, I agree. <laughs> it's just the most basic. Thing. It's so funny. Like it, it, it sounds like the old school eBay days. You don't remember these days, but you have to, you used to have to pay. Like if you went over a certain amount of pictures. Oh yeah. Pictures, title length. Yeah. Uh, all how, many, how many characters you put in. And I think eBay finally realized like it wasn't you want worth flashing it. bold in your, in your title. <laughs> oh, that one's still there. Why is that still a dollar? Or like, <laughs> isn't one of them like three bucks? Yeah. If like you choose for a bold title, it's like, I don't think I've ever seen a listing with bold. I want but, colorful. I want e emojis <laughs> in my listing. <laughs> all right. Before we get kind of crazy here, just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in to the end of the podcast. As always, uh, make sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pierce podcast. Jump in on our Discord and hope you all have a great week of sales. Make sure to keep it real, relevant, and reselling. Blades. Peace. <laughs>